You know, I said it here before, aggression sponsors progression, but gentility sponsors calamity. Because nobody can be gentle and settle. Nobody ever got anything from God being gentle. Sometimes if you are radical before God, you can become classical before men. So when it comes to shouting, you got to shout it. Because your voice is your address in the spirit. You know, I say your voice is your address in the spirit. Until a man prays, God cannot answer. Until a man speak, God cannot lift you to the peak. So lift up your voice and give the Lord a shout and a praise and an offering here. Come on, somebody, shout unto God with a voice of victory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For you are great. You do miracles so great and there is no one else like you let strange things in a positive way begin to happen after this conference let greater grace be released upon your people let some of us here enter into strange manifestations let our intimacy with God become unquestionable let our walk with God become be at ease with us. Let us work with God at ease Amen. with our struggle. And let grace be accessed without any kind of satanic interruption. We Amen. thank you. Amen. Speak your word unto your people to today. Amen. Even in Jesus name. Somebody clap your hands one more time and give God praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse number 30 says, Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha. Or Dockers. This woman was full of good works and armed deeds, which she did. Okay. Now there was, okay. This woman was full of good works. I like good works. And I like armed deeds. Good works and armed deeds, which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died. Whom, when they had washed, they laid her in the upper room. Where did they lay her? I don't like the way you're responding. Where did they lay her? In the upper room. I want you to mark that place very well. Where did they lay her? In the upper room. Let me hear you for the last time. Where did they lay her? Upper room. And it came to pass in those days... It came to pass in those days. Which verse am I? You are confusing me. That she was sick and died. Whom when they had washed, they laid her in the upper chamber. You must understand. You saw upper room, you saw upper chamber. I got to take you somewhere today. Go to the next verse. Let me just do it my own. And for as much as Lida was nigh to Joppa, the disciples had heard that Peter was there. The commander in chief, the one who was the rock that God said he would build his church upon, was there. And sent unto him two men. How many men? Desiring him that he would delay, he will not delay to come to them. Why? Because Dorcas was dead. 
to our head. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed and turning him to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. There are men, when you see them, you sit up. You miss me. So there are men, when you do what? I can't hear you. What do you do? You sit up. You don't lie down. You don't, they don't call you dead. You are alive already. I thought your amen would be louder than your friend's own. Somebody shout that amen like a believer here. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, I want to speak on my residue, my shift. Yeah. My residue or the residue, my shift. I think that one will be academically sound a little bit. Say the residue, my shift. I can't hear you. Hey, say it louder. Say the residue, my shift. Shout for the last time. The residue, my shift. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I've come to realize that everybody has been designed to have a sense of progression. Progress is the spirit of life. Life was not designed to be static. Life was designed to be dynamic. The dynamism of life is the beauty of life. So life out of dynamism is ugly, is stagnation, is pain, agony, and a sense of rejection. So whenever a man does not see progression, then there is retrogression. Retrogression was not designed by God because by our nature we have been designed to grow. Somebody say, I've been designed to grow. I can't hear you. Can you just preach with me? Say, I've been designed to grow. So you are not designed not to grow. You have been designed. That is why when you give it to a child and the child is not growing, you get so worried and you ask so many questions. Why is my baby one year, five months old and it's not still walking? Some of you will be carrying the baby to one, one prophet to other, one hospital to the other. Sometimes you can even be tempted to go to places where they will tell you he's a traditional medicine man. He's not a juju man. By the time you go, they will be putting some things around your baby and a covenant will be established without you knowing all because of desperation. So when growth is not in view, desperation becomes inevitable. I got to talk about this. So many people want to experience progressing in their lives. And that is why today God is about to do three major things in your life. He is going to lift you who have no enough. He is going to lift you from the land of not enough. And he's bringing you from the land of not enough to a land of enough. And he will lift you from land of enough to a land of more than enough. Oh, I thought it would shout a louder amen here. It is my prayer today. If you can shout amen, may God bring you to a land of more than enough. A blessing more than you can carry. A breakthrough more than you can handle. Can I hear you shout a louder amen here? May God grant you favor until you become flavored in the sight of man. Receive that grace on your head and begin to move from glory to glory, from power to power, from faith to faith, from strength to to strength, from glory to glory, from prosperity to prosperity, from acceptance to acceptance, from elevation to elevation, from one level to the 
the other level, to the other level, to the other level, to the other level. Lift your voice and shout fire. Lift your hand and shout fire. Shake yourself and shout fire. There is a new level coming your way. Come on, lift your voice and shout yes. I got to preach this. I got to preach this. Say, my residue. Oh, my shifts. Now, so there cannot be a shift until there is a residue. I got to not preach this. There cannot be a shift until there is a residue. A residue is a sign that even though you are not due, there is still an avenue for you to have revenues. Oh, I got to preach this. I got to preach this. So when we talk about residue, we talk about something that is left that shows that something happened or something, something took place or something was left into something. When you eat and you leave something in your, some part of the food in the plate because you are full, what is left behind can be termed as a residue. I got to talk about this. Can be termed as a what? A residue. I like cars. I like cars. Believe me. I just repented from cars because I realized it was not the property. <laughs> Who am I communicating with today? <laughs> because anytime I drive it out of the, the, the manufacturer's place, it reduces its value by one movement. So I realized what reduces in value cannot be a property. What increase in value is a property. So that one is a necessity, not a property. I don't know what I'm preaching already. So a car is a necessity for movement. It is not a sign of luxury. It's a, it's a necessity. Whether you buy Lamborghini or Bentley or, or, or what? Or Rolls Royce, they can all take you from one place to another. And if you go over the speed, they can still give you a ticket. I feel like preaching now. Now, so whatever a car may be, somebody might say, oh, don't worry, I'm driving this, I'm driving that. Ten years later, they will say, you know what, I don't like this car anymore because some latest ones are coming, but there is no latest land. There is no, you don't understand. There is no latest land. It is the land that is there that can still be a land. So some of you are in America that are looking for cars and everything. Just buy some small car. Oh, you miss me. I got to preach this. And get some huge land somewhere. Buy the land, fence the land, get your document because that is what is property, not a car. I, I want to... I want to preach this. I want to preach this. Can I lift, can you lift your hand and shout hallelujah here? And ladies and gentlemen, a new level doesn't mean if you're a medical doctor, you just wake up in the morning and because you started getting more money, you leave a house that you are still comfortable in and you go and buy a bigger house and pay more money when you can still manage in that small house and build estate to secure your future and your tomorrow. Am I communicating with somebody here? You must be able to understand that a new level is a new investment. Who am I preaching here? So when I talk about residue, I talk about what is left in the plate that cannot be eaten. Yet, it's a sign that somebody ate something like that. That something like that took place. I like cars. The reason why I started talking about cars for part of my message was because one time I saw a car. I was in, I was, I was in uh, Virginia. We saw the car in a far place like Minnesota. And we had to drive. Because we needed to drive the car back. So we had to drive 
there. When we went there, the car was still looking good. Everything I saw on the letter about the car was good. But when I entered into the car, the car was full of smoke. So I called the guy and I said, "Uh uh-uh, were you a chain smoker? He said, yes, but we have tried. I said, how? He said, we have perfumed this car. We have taken it to shop for them to remove everything. And as I'm talking to you right now, we just brought it and we thought it is over from it. But even though they cleaned the car, there was still a re- there was still a residue inside the car. So the reason why the car is smelling like this is because there is a residue in the car. I got to preach this. I got to preach this. Somebody say residue. Say shift. I can say residue. Shout shift. You will understand the connection right now. Say residue. Shout shift. Now, so it is important for you to understand that the residue that was in the car was trying to speak to me that the person that was driving the car was a potential chain smoker. I got to abandon that car because I realized it could take me three months to one year to remove the stinks. Of the smoke from the car. And since I was allergic to smoke, then there was no way to use my money to buy my own death sentence. So I had to abandon it and we had to fly over to be able to go back again. Let me announce to you today, there is a residue in this house. You missed me. I said, there is a residue in this house. I said, there is a residue in this house. Lift your hand and shout a louder amen here. Can you say with me, the residue... My shift. Oh my God. I wish somebody would do this with me. The residue, my shift. Shout it for the last time. The residue, my shift. Hear me, ladies and gentlemen. There are residues in the game of life. There are what? Residue in the game of life. Residue is not a sign of reduction. It's a sign that some production took place. That something took place in that particular place. Let me announce to you that there are some of you here that you have seen certain people in your family that God has prospered them. And others too are struggling. The one that has prospered, it can be only one person. It's the residue that is telling you that someone can prosper in that family. You can also prosper in that family. So the person becomes the hope that you can also, in the midst of that satanic attack, in the midst of that, in the midst of that pain, you can still prosper. Am I preaching already? I got to talk about this a little bit. I got to talk about this a little bit. Now, let me now bring the shift. Let me now bring the shift by taking you to another residue. How many of you have heard about the woman, the widow woman, that Elijah went to his house and stayed there? Was it Elijah? That went to his house to stay there. Went to the Shunammite woman. The Shunammite woman. He went to his house to stay there. And whilst he was staying there, the son died. Elijah was coming home. Then he asked the lady, is everything well? He said, sir, it is well. He said, what did you say? He said, it is well. What did you say again? It is well. He said, oh, thank God. Peace be unto you. It is well with you. 
The guy walked into his room and a dead corpse was lying on his bed. He was, she was not, she was not afraid because the child was dead. She was excited because the child was laid on the bed of a man that carried the life of Jesus. Come on, somebody shout yes. So even though the man was not there, the residue on the anointed man of God was already in the body of the bed of the guy. I prophesy in the name of Jesus, there is a residue in your life. There is a residue in this life. Lift your hand and shout residue. Shout residue. And then they carried the baby and put him on the bed. Whilst the baby was lying down, the baby was still lying down dead. Because the residue was there, but needed an activator. So the residue preserved. The activator went and activated the, the, the rest of the things that should make the residue function for the dead. I feel like prophesying now. <coughs> I speak over your life. Anything dead in your life is coming back to life. I don't like your amen here. Your relationships are coming back. Your marriages are coming back. Your health are coming back. Your finances are coming back. Your ideas are coming back. Can I hear you shout a louder amen here? And the guy was on the bed. And there was a residue on that bed. When he went, he said, ah, you said everything is well. But your child is dead. He said, yes, you, I cannot give you a room. At the upper room, upper room of my house. And you will be staying at the upper room of my house. And my child will die and I will cry. When I was told you are a man of God. Ooh, I am not afraid of why my son died. God wanted to use my son for you to show me that you are a man of God. So I'm not worried. So I put him on your bed. So your bed, the anointing that robbed your bed will preserve the boy. But the anointing was waiting for your arrival, for the survival of my son. Who am I communicating with now? So mysteriously, mysteriously, the man looked at him and said, commanded the boy to come back to life. And the boy came back to life. Let me prophesy. I see revival in the spirit realm. Why is your amen so from meningitis? I sense revival in your life. I sense financial revival. I sense academic revival. I sense, I sense favor revival. I sense access revival. In the name of Jesus, lift your voice and give the Lord a clap and a shout offering. He was kept on the bed because there was a residue. There was what? Am I preaching at all, ladies and gentlemen? There was what? Uh, I can't, there was what? Uh, oh, sweet, I said, there was a... Uh, I don't like it. There was a... Uh, why did the residue function for that young man and then that, that woman? The residue was functional because the woman had already paid the price in connection with the anointing that was upon the servant of God by giving him a room at the upper house, at the upper room of his house. He did not give him a room at the lower place. He gave him a room at the upper place. And because he was at the top, nothing can happen below without the supervision of a man whom God has sent to be in the house. If you can put the man of God at the upper room of your house, then whatever that can happen, God can speak to him to bring a revival, restoration, restitution, and compensation for everything that has ever left your hand. Lift up your voice and shout, there is a residue. And this residue is for my shift. The dead 
came back to life because of a residue. I feel like preaching now. Who am I blessing already? Who am I blessing already? Shout there is a residue. I don't like some of you. Don't, 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 don't behave like this. Someone shout there is a residue. If you are shouting it, get ready. Because I've seen God making millionaires out of obscurity, out of extreme strangulating poverty. And there is a residue. I sense, I say there is a residue. I say there is a residue. I say there is a residue. I don't like it. I say there is a residue. And I pray in the name of Jesus, may your residue not reduce you. May your residue produce you. May the anointing in the residue produce you. Lift up your voice and shout, yes! If any prophet told you you can't make it, tell them I stand on this holy altar and I say to you, you will make it because I carry the residue of the anointing upon my head and I decree today, you will rise, you will shine for the glory of God has risen upon you. Lift your voice and shout, yes, Lord. There is a residue for my shift. Oh, I got to preach this. I gotta preach this. I gotta preach this. I gotta, who am I blessing already? There is a, I don't like it. Come on, there is a, for my, my new level is hidden in my residue. My ability, my ability to be able to connect to a residue can bring my shift. That even my only dead son can come back to life. As a result of it. My goodness, I want to prophesy to somebody here. That something is about to take place in your life. That people will never know when it happened. You did not hear what I just said. Let me say that again. In case you don't know. When the boy died, nobody knew. When the boy came back to life, nobody also knew. Why? Because the lady knew that as far as the prophet was there, it did not happen. It did not happen. It did not I want to prophesy and I want to hear your amen like a thunder. Don't be gentle. Be radical a little bit today. And receive certain level of blessing. I speak over your life. If I can hear your louder amen. I say I speak over your life. That after this service today. After this service today. After this service today. Things are rising in your life. Favor is rising in your life. You are rising on your next level. You are walking on the next wings of your life and your destiny. You are arising. You are shining. You are moving forward. You are breaking culture. You are breaking protocol. In the name of Jesus, lift your hand and say, I jump protocol. I enter to my destiny by the fire of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, I shall not die. I shall live to declare the words of the Lord. Lift your hand and give the Lord a shout. Sit down for me. Let me just take you somewhere. How many of you know Elisha? How many of you know Elisha? One day he was following them. I said, follow. Say follow, follow. I can't hear you. Say follow. Follow. Shout follow, follow. Follow, follow. I don't like the way you are saying it. Say follow. Follow. And shout follow, follow. Follow, follow. So the guy was following a prophet. <laughs> I love this. I love the follow, follow syndrome. Hallelujah. 
following a prophet. The prophet name was called Elijah. The most unpredictable prophet on earth was prophet Elijah. This guy was the only prophet that carried the name of God. There were few people that their names were attached to the name of God. His name was called Eli. Elo Elohim. Jah Jehovah. Now, watch this. So, Elohim Jah. Eli Jah. Elohim Jah. That means, I got to, you have to get this. That means he was, he had the major names of God. The first name was the name for creation. Elohim. Let us, let us create a man in our own image and likeness. It was an Elohim invitation. It was the God in three persons. It was a Trinitarian agenda to, for a creation. Watch this. Then when God revealed his name in Mount Sinai, he said, my name is Jehovah. I did not reveal to the people. Now, this was the name. The combination of two names was carried and put on one person. So he was a walking God. Amen. You miss me. He was a walking God on this earth. The guy was a force. He was a, he commanded fire to come and consume people. He, he, he can, he can, he can look and he can say some people, go check whether the rain is coming. Go check. And he said, I saw a hand. He said, go tell Eli, it is time. He just went and he said, it is time. Who am I communicating with here? A man that can speak on behalf of God, who said, by my word, there shall not be rain, there shall not be dew. He was too much saturated with God that he can speak on behalf of God. He could speak on behalf of God. This is a man I am talking about. That abundance is coming in 24 hours and he does not look at the weather. He looks at the radar. He looks at the divine radar to determine the function of the weather. So even though there is sun, he is prophesying there shall be rain. This is a man that was too much endowed that the kings were afraid of him. The prophet was afraid. He was too sure of himself that he said to the Lord, God, don't you know I am the only one left? That was how confident the guy was. He was so confident that says, God, don't you know I am the only prophet left? That if you allow this Jezebel to kill me now, you will see who will speak on your behalf on earth. God said, you are a very crazy boy. You are overconfidence prophet. Because I have put my name on you. But I cannot take my name from you. Because of your overconfidence. But I have the bad news for you. I have some prophet that I have never allowed them to shine. Because you are shining. I love you enough that I want you to shine. And the reason why I have not introduced them. Is because I want you to finish your term. Before I bring into terms with them. To elevate them and pronounce them. And announce them. So I have not allowed them to be able to be seen because it is your season to be seen so if people are seeing you don't think that you are the only prophet there are more prophets that I have who have never bowed down their knee to the to bar and he kept, from that day he kept quiet listen to me if you become a millionaire it's not because you are hard working or intelligent it's because it's your season to become one and I say that your season to become one is now amen. why is your amen not louder I say shout it louder here. Amen. If you become a millionaire, it's not because you are the only one who is intelligent, who have gone to school, who have passed your nursing board, who have passed your doctoral board, who have passed your oncological board, who have passed your engineering board, who have passed all kinds of board. No, 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 no. You can pass the board, but you can never be on board. I got to talk to you about this. 
Who am I communicating with today? We, I, Paul said, I am who I am by the grace of God. So now Elijah was carrying some strange, if I want to talk about Elijah, I will not close, was carrying some strange anointing. Somebody says strange anointing. Strange anointing. I can't hear you. Somebody says strange anointing. Strange anointing. And I saw the guy was walking around and one day he heard from the Lord that go, be on the transition. I want to take you to heaven. I don't want anybody to bury you. You carry my name. You cannot be buried. You miss me. <laughs> you carry my name. You cannot be buried. Look at some say, I'm too loaded to be buried. I am too anointed to be buried. I can't hear you. Say there is too much in me to be buried. I will not die before my time. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am designed for exploit. I am designed for explosion. I am designed for expansion. I refuse to be buried. I cannot be buried. I will not die before my time. It is not over yet. I am right. Rising up again. Lift your voice and shout. Yes, Lord. Am I preaching at all? And I saw Elijah. Somebody say, Elijah. Oh, I love you, master. He was about to be taken off from this earth realm. And I don't know where his body would have been taken to. I saw Enoch went. It was not a very bad experience for Enoch. Enoch did not struggle. Elijah struggled because he had a company of prophets that knew he was going to be taken away. Yet only one out of those company followed him. This is the mystery of the kingdom. He raised many prophets, but only one followed him. Even the other ones went to him and looked at him and said, don't you know that you, do you know that your master will be taken away? So they had a prophetic sensor to sense that the master will be taken away, but they did not, well, they were not able to look deep to diagnose, to figure out what he will leave. He knew he will leave, but he never, they never knew what he would leave behind. So they did not follow him because they thought that his tenure was over. They never knew there was still a residue. I gotta to talk to you about this. He never knew. They never knew there was still a residue. So they went. He said, Do you know your master will be taken away? He said, Yeah, I know. Well, if you know your master will be taken away, he said, Why are you following him? The guy is going to die. Why are you following a man that God is going to kill? The man himself turned himself and looked at Elisha and said, Young man, why are you following me? They got to Bethel. He said, End here. They got to uh, 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 Jordan. He said, End here. They got to wherever they got to. He said, Can you go back? He said, No. As far as the Lord leave it and my soul leave it, I will follow you. As long as, long as the Lord leave it and my soul leave it. As long as the Lord leave it and my soul leave it. And I asked the question, How can a man vow with God and his soul that he will follow a man that carries God? Even in his death. I got to talk to you about this. And the guy followed him. Say he followed him. I don't like the way he do it. Say he followed him. He followed him. Go back. Say I will follow. If I say go back, say I will follow. Go back. I, I can't hear you. Go back. I will what are you following me for? Go back. I will follow. Come on, shout again. Go back. I will follow. I am going to die. What are you for? Go back. I will follow. Jordan, go back. I will Bethel, go back. I will follow. I will follow. And the guy followed. Then they got to a place. Then he asked him, he said, young man, I don't know what you are looking for. I am a major prophet. My time is up. God has some prophets that have never bowed their knees to bow. But 
I don't know why you were following me. What do you really want? What can I do for you? What can I give to you? The guy looked at him and said, sir, I wasn't following you for nothing. I was not following you for nothing. I There is something I have realized from you. Man of God, you must understand this. This um, I think I was supposed to tell you in secret, but I'm saying it open so everybody will hear. Never surround yourself with people that are, oh, how do I mention it? Let me preach it. You will catch it. Can I hear you say amen here? Amen. You will catch it. And I saw that when they got there, there were two levels of people. Do you know, uh, do you know Gehazi? Who did he follow? Elisha. Why did he not, was not able to get the blessing from Elisha? I got to talk to you about this. There are two people that follow leaders. People that follow leaders for position, for accolations. Is that how they say it? appreciation, praises, and honor. And some of them, most importantly, follow for materialistic gain. Those people miss the reason for following. Because when you follow for materialistic gain, then you can end up having the leprosy of Naaman. Then the second level of people that follow, do you know that Elisha was the richest prophet in the Bible? He was the richest prophet in the Bible. He went to sell everything he had. He killed all the donkeys, sold all the land, and did a party. And so he did not have anything anymore. He was so wealthy that he sold all his wealth just to follow a man. Because he was tired of materialistic gain. He was now ready for spiritual acquisition of grace. So he sold them. So material things was nothing to him. What he was looking for was the spirit that made the grace that made Elisha, Elijah. Elijah, Elijah. So he said, I don't want your house you left. I don't want the building you left. You don't even have children. So now that I follow you, I'm supposed to be your child. Make me Said, no, no. Said, I want the double of the anointing that is on your head. The guy looked at him and said, eh? I have never thought about it before. You are a daring, crazy guy. You want double? He said, yes, I want double. Double? He said, yes. Double? He said, yes. He said, then there is something I got to do for you. I can't give what I don't have. I only have my own. I can give you. But when you see me go, when you descend me go, if you can wait for a while and you see me go, if the spirit come upon me and carry me out and my mantle fall, if you see the chariot of fire and the wild wind and then something come out of me, then something will drop from you. When the wild wind and the, and the chariot of fire separated him and God took him away, his garment fell and he took it, Elijah took it and said, my father, my father, the chariot of fire and the horsemen thereof. Now at that particular time, don't forget that when they were crossing the Jordan, Elijah removed his cloth to divide the Jordan. So he carried it quickly after he activated the spirit of his father and got close and put the cloth at the edge of the same thing and said, if my father divided you, you shall be my first miracle. I will use the double portion of the anointing upon my Upon my life to divide the Jordan. He placed it there and instantaneously, instantaneously, what happened? 
the Jordan divided into two. Now, the people that said to him, you know your master will be taken away, saying that double of the anointing of their father has come upon their brother. And they went and bowed down to him. May you seek for the anointing. Amen. And the people who are seeking for what you are not seeking for will bow down to the grace you carry. Can I hear you shout a louder amen here? Amen. That is not why I spoke. So inside the garment, sir, there was a residue. There was a residue. I don't like this. <laughs> there was a residue. There was a residue. residue. And that residue brought him a shift. Don't forget he carried how many, how many anointing? I can't, how many anointing? Double. I don't like the way you're doing. How many anointing? Double. Now the double portion of the anointing came upon him. Now I got to let you get this in your spirit. When the double portion of that anointing came upon him, Elijah did 16 miracles. Elisha did 31 miracles and Elijah, Elisha died. Died. One more miraculous anointing, which was a residue still hidden in his blood. So one of the Ammonite people, they were going to war and they were carrying a dead person and some people also came to attack them. I don't know whether it's Philistines or what. They were come to attack them. They said, eh, this guy is already dead. If we don't make a mistake, we will die with this dead person. Let's throw away the dead whilst we are at the cemetery. At least we just left the dead at the cemetery and ran for our life. When they threw the body, the body fell on the body of Elisha and when it fell on the body of Elisha, the residue of the one more miracle anointing was activated and at that time a dead person woke up and started running with them. What do you do when the person you are put in the coffin and threw his body fell on an anointed person and a person woke up and started running? You will run faster than the enemies. And some are four times so. Who am I preaching? The ghosts are following me. They will be running. In fact, the person that you will follow more, you say, ah, this guy think I killed him or you want to come and kill me before he died. But they, he, they never knew there was a hidden residue. Now, what you don't understand, I got to let you know this. What you don't understand is that the anointing to raise the dead was in his blood, yet he died. And that anointing could not bring him back to life. Yet the anointing could bring another person to life. The anointing upon the head of men of God are not for them. They are for people that are able to connect to the anointing that is upon their lives. So they can be able to receive it. Can I hear you shout? Yes! Yes! Yes. It is for the people that connect to it. Whilst I am talking to you, I sense that the Lord God of your fathers is about to bring you a thousand times more of an anointing. Amen. If you can shout amen, get ready for a thousand times more. I say get ready for a thousand times more. Get ready for a thousand times more. When he took the bones of Elijah, he revived and stood up on his feet. It is my prayer today. Some of you will receive revival. But the encounter with anointing upon my life, you receive a revival. I don't like you receive a revival to be able to get to where God wants you to be. Lift your voice and shout that amen like a thunder. Amen. There is a residue in, I was in Bauchi in Nigeria. 
I was preaching for my friend, Apostle Innocent Raphael. And whilst I was preaching, the power of God was so much that a lady took my handkerchief and said that, please, I want to, my son is seven years, has never worked before. But what God is doing here, I know something will happen. She ran, Nigerians have too much faith, believe me. You don't struggle blessing them because they are already getting ready to be blessed once you got there. A Ghanaian will be assessing you, will be contemplating you, will be diagnosing you, will be using measuring line to measure you. The way you talk, the way you walk, the way you do your thing. Nigerians, they are just ready. Man of God, you carry it, give it to me. I am ready to receive it. That is why even in Dallas year, Show me one Ghanaian who is richer than one of those Nigerians. They control Dallas. In case you don't know, I'm telling you on authority. But I've, I met most of them in Redeem. Some of them were sowing their cars. Some of them were giving their houses. Some of them were emptying their cars. They are that crazy. They, oh my God, I'm like, they are that crazy for God. And God became crazy for them. Who am I communicating with here? Am I, am I communicating at all? Yes. Hey! I prophesy in the name of Jesus that a thousand times more grace is coming upon you. And the lady took my mantle and went home and placed it on the, at the feet of the sun. And the sun for the first time jumped up and started walking. Just a mantle. Why? Because there was a residue. There was a Alanda Lagadia Malumbosia. There was a residue. What did I say? There was a residue. I don't like some of it the way you are doing. There was a residue. And that residue brought a shift that a cripple started working for the first time. Come on, somebody shout a louder amen here. Amen. For the first time. For the first time. I was not there. The residue was there. Oh my goodness. I wish you would get this. Are you getting it? In the same place, I finished the conference and I was about to go. My towel I used, because my wife normally put towels inside my bag that I don't use hotel towel. Me too, I don't like those towels that normally occupy my bag too much. But I have no choice because I have to take it home for her to see that I used it. Who am I communicating with here? Listen, if you're a man, you don't allow your wife to be a boss a little bit, you'll be put inside the box. So you must understand. <laughs> Somebody say amen here. Amen. I don't like it. Can I hear you say amen here? Amen. Okay, that is not part of the business. Let me just show you something. And there was a man that had stroke they took to the place. And then my towel was there. So I think they did not change the towel. And then the guy, the man went there. I left my towel at the hotel. So I called Apostinos. I said, Apostinos, I left my towel. He said, oh, so what do you want? I said, I am going to my friend's place in Joss. Please let them get it and bring it to me in Joss. When they went there, he, according to him, I was not there. The towel has caused too much problem there than an ordinary towel. The man that has struck touched it and he said, something like fire came out of it to electrocute his body. And he saw his hands were stretching. He saw his legs and his mouth was stretching back. Those days, aprons, aprons, and the shadows of Peter was healing the sick. It was a residue. A shadow can be a residue. 
am I communicating with now? You must understand this. The owner said, my mother is having stroke too. And this is my hotel. Give me the towel. The guy said, I'm not even sleeping in this hotel again. I am going on this tower. This is what Apostino Central went to meet. And he said, I will divide the tower into two for you. It was an ordinary towel, but was robbed on a man who carries the anointing. A man who loves God. A man who have fasted for 30 days before. Until one day, I almost died because of fasting. And I asked God, what is the shortest cast apart from fasting that somebody can meet you? He said, fasting and worship can be very fast. I said, I choose worship and small fasting. Who am I communicating with here? Because I almost died because of a man. Residue in the house. I prophesy over your life. There is a residue in this house. Amen. Come on, shout a louder amen here. Amen. I can't hear you. Can you shout a louder amen here? Amen. Let me finish preaching by saying this. There was a woman in Joppa whose name was Tabitha. As a matter of fact, the name was called Docker. Someone said Docker. I can't hear you. Somebody shout Docker. And I got to show you the connection right now, then we pray. Now, what some of you don't know is that in the kingdom of God, God's salvation comes upon everybody. Whether you are poor, whether you are broke, whether you are stingy, whether you are whatever, you can be saved. But not everybody can receive the favor for elevation because I'm, I'm not communicating with somebody here. I can't, because God blessed a cheerful giver. So there are things that can happen to somebody who is stingy in church. God will keep quiet. It will happen to somebody who built a kingdom. God will not keep quiet. Why? Because when the person dies, the kingdom has lost the tenacity, the strength to forge ahead. You miss me. You got me. Okay. Then I think I can continue. Watch this. This is so strong you must get it. So Tabitha was a very good woman. She was given to men of God. She was given to the church of God. As a matter of fact, when the revival broke loose in Acha two, Tabitha was one of those women that went to sell a lot of things she had to build the early church that have been able to stand the test of time that we are enjoying today. Tabitha. The major problem about the kingdom is that when the fire come on you in Acha two. The people must carry things to put at the apostle's feet. Because when there is no money on your feet, money on your feet is your transportational system. The anointing on your head is what a divine system. So you, you cannot transport a divine system without an earthly currency that can transport that which divinity has encapsulated you with. So anointing without money is annoyance in disguise. That is why, man of God, do you know the way you preach? Even the confessions you were making here on the people who were giving tithe, there was some one, two people here that didn't want to give their tithe today. When they heard the confession, they quickly carried their tithe and started coming. There are some things too. Even the pastor doesn't even know what to say. Yet there are people who are ready to help. It is my prayer today that some of us will come into a level in our lives when God will use us to build a place for him. Residue in the house. Say there is a residue. Say the residue. My shift. I don't like say the residue. My shift. Shout the residue. My shift. People leave church because pastor talk about money. Yet, 
Who am I communicating with here? Yet, I want you to understand the difference between this generation Dorcases and the former Dorcases. Why? Because the former Dorcas understood that her life is not her own. How many children do you have, sir? Three. Stand up for me. God wants you to kill one to save the whole world. Will you do it? Will you do it? No. You said really? Yes, you won't do it. You think it's a joke? Sir, how many children do you have, sir? Even before I said it, he started waving his head. <laughs> that uh, apostle, forget about this one. I will not. Which one will I kill? Which one will I kill for God's people? Yet God had only one. This one had three. He said, la, la, ye. This one had four. I didn't say I said. I said God said. He said no. I said God said. Before I even said it, I saw his hair like this. <laughs> Can I hear you say, hey. hey. Not because they are wicked. But what would the other children even think about him? But God had only one. God had only one. Mandaligadahaya. God had only one. Yet, God gave God to a man so that man can become like God. You did not miss, you did not hear me. I said, yet, God gave God to a man so that man can become like God. This is grace. That's why I love this song. Adikru na minim sebebiara meko yesu dono orinja meda. When you get to that realm of understanding the love of God, look at the way Paul put it. He said, "If God cannot really hold His only Son by giving Him up to you, what else can He not hide? What else is it? A house? Is it a car? Is it? Is it a building? Is it a baby? Is it? Is it a wedding? Is it a husband? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it a company? If He can kill His Son." And there is nothing else he cannot add and give it to you. It's because we don't trust him enough. We don't connect to him enough. You trust the banking system, but you don't trust the divine system. Yet banking system don't wake up you up from sleep. God wake you up from sleep. He giveth his beloved a sound sleep. Who am I communicating with here? Doc has died. Sir, Dockers died and women were holding the cloth Dockers sued for them. So Dockers was not a doctor. Dockers was not a nurse. Dockers was a seamstress who sews cloth. Yet he sewed all the cloth and used those cloths and gave more to the people and used the monies to sponsor the cause kingdom. So when she died, she had nobody except the people he had invested into. So they carried that cloth. They carried it. What did I say? They carried it. Dockers, why? Dockers, why? God, why didn't you kill me? Instead of Dockers, God, why? God, why? Then they called Peter on phone. 
And what helped him? And he said, I'm in service. I'll call you back. It's urgent to Peter. It is about Dorcas. He said, congregation, wait for me. I am coming. One of the kingdom's sponsors has been tempered with. Something must shift because people like Dorcas don't die. People like Dorcas don't get broke. People like Dorcas don't go down. Lift your voice and give the Lord a shout. Ooh, I feel it here. Then Peter was out and said, I don't want him to de- do, I don't want her to decay. I don't want her body to suffer corruption. So carry her at the upper room. And I was asking Peter, why the upper room? He said, Apostle Nkum, you know, in Acts chapter 2, it was the upper room that the Holy Ghost came and, and the people who were mortals began to operate in the realm of immortality. People who were ordinary began to operate in the realm of extraordinary. People who were coward received the spirit of bravery to be able to speak the word of God with boldness. Are you hearing what I'm talking about here? So when it came to that realm. He said, take care to a place where her body can be preserved by the spirit. Oh, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, that same spirit shall quicken your mortal body. That means, that means, that means the spirit is what exchanges God's nature with the man's nature. So go and preserve. Don't take him to, don't take her to hospital. Let them not remove some things from her body and disorganize her. Just keep her at the upper room where the Holy Ghost fell. Because even though the, the visitation of the spirit is over, there is a residue in that house. So they kept her for preservation. And Peter, Peter left leader and went to Joppa. And when she was walking, systematically, God justly with anguish and anger in the spirit that the kingdom financier has been terminated and destroyed. She was going with that anger, still with mind, the day he preached his first message, that 5,000 souls were won to the kingdom in front of the people that could kill him, that could destroy him. This was the Peter that betrayed Jesus before of a little child. Yet, in front of the Sahindris and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he Preach his best message and 5,000 souls were won to the kingdom because the spirit came upon him. So he was wondering what came upon me can preserve her there. Put her there for me. I love you, Jesus. And then I saw they carried her and put her at the inner chamber of the place where the visitation of the spirit of God came. And I saw him walking. Say, someone say walking. Malagadaya. Zumando, Likalada, Izalagadadia, Munduri Bahata. You see, when you receive the Holy Ghost fresh, you begin to speak it all the time. When you are getting, getting older, sometimes you don't speak even the Holy Ghost, you don't speak the language of tongues too much. I pray you don't get familiar with the language of the Spirit. That Peter was angry and he was speaking Mandeli Gadaya. Imando, Sigri Andakata, Zelegede, Mundu, Izumuhundu Kapaha. Ile Salumba Labaruanda Kabahunde Sata Azulende Kapa. He was going with the upper room mentality and he got there and he saw Tabita lying down speechless. His vision, his eyes was closed. His hands to give. Her hand to give was folded. Who am I communicating with here? The body to move was stable. Her mouth to speak 
was close. And Peter looked at her and said, young woman, I did not come here for negotiation. Anybody can die, but not you, Dorcas. Who will cook for me? Who will bring me food? Who who will sponsor the next crusade? Who who have a heart like you that can empty herself all the time for the sake of God's kingdom? Even if God called you, we will call God to bring you back to life. We need you more than heaven needs you. And he said, Tabitha! Kumi. Tabitha! Kumi. That means, Tabitha, arise. Tabitha what? Arise. I don't know who I'm talking to. But I came here for some few people that God is calling them to arise. Amen. Peter is not here, but Apostle Kumi is here. As I put it, Peter is not here, but Apostle Kumi is here. I said to you, arise. Amen. You did not hear me. I said to you, arise. Amen. In academics, arise. Amen. In finances, arise. Amen. In your dreams, arise. Amen. In your vision, arise. Amen. In your pursuit, arise. Amen. In favor, arise. Amen. In children, arise. Amen. In breakthrough, arise. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I said to you, arise. And look at what the Bible says. Then we can pray. <laughs> and she opened her eyes. Most people, they talk first. This one, she opened her eyes. That means, Peter, you woke me up to restore my vision of helping the kingdom. You woke me up to restore my vision. Of helping the kingdom. So she opened her eyes first. That Peter I am here. The vision continue as far as I am alive. You miss me. You miss me. I thought you will get this. The vision continue as far as I am alive. And when she saw Peter. She sat up. There are people when you see them. You rise. There are people when you see them. When your vision have in contact with them. There is emotion. Who am I communicating with here? There are people, when you see them, you wouldn't want to die. There are others, the day they come into your life, you wish you are dead. It is my prayer today. May you never meet the other side of those people. May Peter's arise in your life. May Peter's change your life. May Peter speak into your future. In the mighty name of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands and shout amen three times here. Shout again.